Welcome to Brothers Red, the unique LFC fan podcast brought to you by Five Brothers. Liverpool have had an amazing week. They've beaten Man City 3-2 in the FA Cup semi-final at Wembley through to their first final in a long time. They've humiliated Man United 4-0 at home after a listless performance from the Mancunians. Very enjoyable indeed. And in a slightly more difficult way, we've managed to overcome Everton on the weekend 2-0 at the Derby at Anfield. Picking up after the City draw in the Premier League, two consecutive victories, six goals, two clean sheets. And we roll on with both teams having five games to play. I'm joined this evening by Mark, Fran and Andy. Paddy can't be with us this evening. Good evening, boys. Are you all well? Uh, evening, yes. Good job, thanks. All good. Yeah, Matt, it was... Um, an interesting game for me, the Derby. Um, I think that the, me, you and Fran were there at the ground. And for me, it was very much a case of before the match, how many were we going to win by? Um, but actually, if you watch that um, first half again, you can see that um, it wasn't quite as easy as we thought it was going to be, or certainly I thought it was going to be. I mean, Everton did a pretty good job, didn't they? And put up a decent challenge. Yeah, the first half was really, really tricky and, and really sticky, but we overcome it again, and it's and it's one of those those hur hurdles that this uh, that this team tend to do, you know. Um, <laughs> I mean, sorry, I don't like the little, little, little lady down in pencil, Ryan. Sticky, 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 sticky. Just got me. The poet. It was good as quality, but so. But it, but it was though, wasn't it? I mean, Everton were just playing so much low block and cheating tactics, of course, of, of, of Pickford and, and and his mates as well, and uh, deliberate fouling, deliberate diving as well. So they were doing everything they, they could, really. And I think in that first half, we got drawn into that, didn't we? We got drawn into that because we, we got sucked in because we weren't playing our normal game and weren't having our kind of normal normal tempo. So it was kind of like a, a, real, a real barrier to overcome. But but we did, we did, didn't we? It was I thought it was a great second half performance. Um, obviously, the big difference was um, the Origi and Diaz substitution. I mean, Origi's become a bit of a cult. Well, he's a complete cult hero now, isn't he? Uh, no doubt he'll be getting his statue up at the end of the season. Uh, <laughs> and, and and Diaz is just an absolute live wire. We really, really fancied it, so it, it, it was a test, but it was. We we passed this different sort of test with with full with flying colours, didn't we? I just think, as you mentioned, then Matt about tempo. I think first half we played into um, played to Everton's tempo. Really, Lampard flooded the midfield. A few sort of wind up tactics that you know maybe inherited from Mourinho playing mm. Liverpool in yeah. two thousand and fourteen. I can recall. So I, I, I pretty much think the first half was. Um, I don't know. I, I felt like I had about seven pints. I had a headache at, at half time. Just uh, maybe because I wasn't sat with used to, and I didn't have anyone to really. I think you were just probably probably just surprised by the fact that. Well, we just thought it was going to be and uh, like the perform like the other two performances and a lot of the performances this season. We thought we were going to maybe steamroll a bit. It's interesting because I said I said to James I said United and the Everton fixture were going to be tricky. And James said in response, "Now we'll flatten them both." And he was. <laughs> He's proved, well, flattened United. Well, yeah, no, exactly. He's proved correct with United. But I thought with those types of games, Everton United, always tight and always tricky. No, it didn't transpire with United. With the Everton game, I thought 
they were the old rival. Yeah, they were always going to come. See, Cullen always says, doesn't he, that derby games, form form goes out the window. To some extent, it was a bit like that in the first half, wasn't it? The game was, you, you wouldn't be able to tell, really, that Liverpool had been on this unbelievable form because we didn't start very well. And it didn't help that Everton, it just seemed like the Everton had unsettled us, James. They just, from the outset, Liverpool wanted to get off to a fast start and Everton, every opportunity, were just trying to delay and disrupt Liverpool groove, which you, know, you think about it, if you're an Everton fan, <laughs> near the, um, the end of the table, potentially going in the championship, what tactics would you deploy? You, you, you're playing sticky in the centre. <laughs> 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 sticky, sticky. No, 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 I know exactly what you, you said. You'd do that, wouldn't you? And so that's why you can't really criticise Everton, although they seem to be a bit of a, a, a faint photocopy of what Atletico Madrid were with the, the City. You know, really, Starts being deployed. Simone was drafted in, wasn't he, as a clone? As a ringer. Yeah, that really James, said, James, James said Simone, but I, I thought he gave him too much credit. I was thinking about like Tony Pulis, to be honest. Tony Pulis. <laughs> I, I thought it was more like Stoke than, uh, than Atletico Madrid. Simone or Simone? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> Not on form. Uh, said Simone. No, but James, no, like, no, on, a, on a serious note, we were kind of saying, weren't we, about like, you know, even you could see it in Trent's first half performance, you know, that the emotions of the derby and the sort of the willingness and the eagerness to kind of want to do well and break, make some chances and score goals. But there was, I just felt to me anyway, that there was too much emotion in the first half. I think it was quite clear to see. If you look at that week yeah. that we've had though, looking back, you know, City in the Premier League, City. I know there's a Champions League game as well between in the FA Cup, United and Everton. To come out of that couple of weeks with, on the whole, a really to be in a really good position, and the team deserves so much credit. I know we, we can criticise the first half performance, but the fact that we dug in, James, and got that result against Everton in tricky circumstances, just again, is just another compliment to this Liverpool team, how they can just adapt and grind out results. Yeah. Yeah, I think, Andy, coming back to your concerns or reservations before the week started about these two Premier League games, I think in a way that you were right because Everton actually made it difficult for us. I mean, it was a little bit exceptional and we've touched on that and we'll come back to it in a second for certain reasons, but it was a proper derby. I mean, it was not a cakewalk for Liverpool. Everton made us earn the victory. It was 2-0. It wasn't 4-0. And I think the real surprise is that when we played United last week and they got absolutely slammed, didn't they, by people like Roy Keane and, and Gary Neville, it was just so easy. I mean, Liverpool were in, what, second or third gear, scored a couple of goals in the first half then just completely took the foot off the pedal. It was like a training game, wasn't it? Um, and I know we had that sort of patch in the early part of the second half, first 20 minutes, when we just we really went down into into first gear and they... They started to, to play a little bit. But I think that may have fed into my um, sort of optimism, um, over-optimism about the, the Everton fixture because watching that first half, I wasn't expecting it to be easy. I didn't think Everton would roll over in the same way at all. They're in a diff different situation and but uh, fighting for their lives. But I was just surprised at how effective they were. Um, I think you have to say that... Um, 
the game plan worked well in the first half because Liverpool were, were pretty lacking in, in energy. I think there was a sort of lack of pace, wasn't there, and intensity. Those sorts of themes when you play a low block as an offensive side, you don't seem to get anywhere. Liverpool just seemed to be moving the ball far too slowly, lacked a little bit of spark. Seems though we couldn't get far enough forward to get men in the box. So there was opportunities for Trent to to cross the ball in. All of that changed in the in, in the second half. But I, I think it just seems right to recognise in talking about Everton's first half performance how deplorable Man United were uh, last last week. We well, yeah, we we blitzed we blitzed City and, and United. In the first half, didn't we? So, to go back to what you were saying there, James, you kind of expected to, to, to keep that going and blitz Everton in the first half, which wasn't the case. What was affected yeah, by yeah. it? I think what was effective in terms of the Everton game was that they weren't giving us any opportunity to pick up the ball no, in, yeah. in, in, the, in, the, in the final third. So, they were just, what they were getting, doing, they are getting the ball goofing it up. Whereas with United, as James said, there was so much space for the likes of Thiago to just implement his game. We were able to pick up those balls in those key areas. Was the key Everton... is, yeah, sorry, I don't want to... The, yeah. the, the key is, is that with Everton, with me and James talking about the low block, and they completely nullified the, the counter-press. Uh, the counter-press becomes completely irrelevant, which is obviously one of our main, main strengths. Yeah, with United, they had they had some sort of hybrid system where they were letting us have the ball, but also they were kind of playing out a little bit. So it was just completely playing into into our hands. And obviously, City are not going to change necessarily change the way they, where they played. So that kind of played into our hands. So I think that's why it was probably a little bit more uh, difficult to work to work to to suss out against Everton because it was kind of like as I said. Let them have it. Eighty percent possession. We'll just was that interesting stat. Get the ball up and to just hope for them to. Yeah, interesting stat that. And this, I think, evidence is what we're saying is that Allen, the centre midfielder, had two passes. I think in the, in the was it the whole game on the first half. Whole, it just demonstrate. And I think Thiago managed to amass more successful passes than the whole of the Everton. Do you know? Do you know how, how good Thiago's uh, uh, pass completion was on ninety-two uh, or ninety-eight percent? Yeah. I think he had something like one hundred twenty-one. Passes and ninety over ninety eight percent was completed, but the, the, which is just which is which is just yeah. staggering, isn't it? I know we've gone off a little bit. No, that's the point we're making. I think James, the Everton game, in comparison to the City United game, Everton made us feel uncomfortable. They were pressing us really quickly. They were getting stuck in. They were fouling. They weren't messing around with the ball. All types of things at Liverpool yeah, don't like to happen, just, which I think that's why it's a proven success. We've said this for years against Liverpool. If you do have that low block, it's very difficult for the team, even we're blessed with so much talent, for them to penetrate some defences. Because just what we, we saw in the first half was Liverpool just passing the ball side to side, backwards, very um, lethargic. It was only when in the second half we got a bit of class from Salah really that opened up the, the door. Well, I think it was quite though, because everything because because when you're trying to break down that low block, you obviously need to move the ball so quickly, and obviously we rely on Trent and Robbo to do that. So in the first half, that just weren't quite functioning, was it, Brandon? That's what you were saying. Well, yeah, I think it was quite evident, wasn't it, James? Because we we only had 
our first real shot that went over the bar was by Mane after 20 odd minutes. Was that half an hour? Yeah, but over the bar. So we didn't trouble Pitford enough, did we, at times in that in that first half? And and obviously, as, as the lads have said about, you know, Everton being really deep, just disciplined, weren't they? Defended well in that first half. And I think Liverpool are always, um, well, they can always be caught out, can't they, on the counter-attack. I think that there's a couple of opportunities where that's what Everton were looking to exploit. What the hell, though? You've got to mention it. Pickford, that first half. I mean, that was a dangerous, wasn't it, for him? How bold, what bold, how irritated it was that, Every single kick <laughs> in the first half, he was on the um, when he caught the ball, he'd go down. Know, he's only got little hands, hasn't he? And it's, it's good tactics. Mm. That's what really does frustrate the, the, the home crowd and the players. Even well, what was fu- uh, furious? Ali, yeah, but uh, Ali got his revenge, didn't he? Eventually, at the end, yeah. <laughs> Ali, 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 Ali got his diving revenge. Best moment of the match, match, that match after the first goal, which had a uh, Ali at the end that had about fifty thousand people just laughing in there. Oh, it was it was um, amazing. In the I mean, stadium, yeah, it was it was an amazing kind of improvisation and humour from Ali. But yeah, I mean, Pickford was doing that, wasn't he? He was just diving on the ball, and uh, it was just absolute delay tactics to to, to try and. Um, I think I think though, Matt, just before we come into the major instance of the game, I think it, this game. It is interesting as as a bit of a an illustration of where Liverpool are now in terms of the strength we have for a number of reasons. First of all, we had some corners in the game, which is one of our major threats, particularly important when you're playing a low block and you need a goal out of nothing. We were we we're sort of a bit wasteful with our corners, didn't seem to be getting closer towards scoring a goal, which was a little bit frustrating. But also. Um, as you said, there was no counter-press situations because Everton were just knocking the ball long. Or as soon as they got the opportunity to break, they played really quick passes. Nice little uh, two-touch and three-touch interplays. And actually, I thought they did well. They looked a threat on the break. I mean, their XG, along with ours in that first half, was pretty low. But they had a threat through Gordon on the left-hand side. Um, And that actually stayed through the whole match. But I'm not really sure talking about the wider significance, what Lampard could have done. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of Fat Frank, but um, one because he's a Tory and one because he's ex-Chelsea. But, <laughs> you know, I, I thought his post-match interview, other than moaning about the penalty, was was pretty spot on. I mean, he, he was saying, well, what do we do? Is this a world-class team? If we come and play a certain way, we're going to get, you know, my words, not his, but this is the effect steamrolled. Um, but such was the extent of the of the fear that Everton had about playing any sort of constructive game, um, that the possession was what was it? Was it the second lowest ever in a Premier yeah. League fixture behind really one of the Man low, City games? Was it sort of 17 percent yeah. or something? So scared stiff in a derby to, to 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 play in any other way other than rapid fire breaks. It wasn't just um, that, James. It wasn't just the fact that they were playing a superior team. In addition to that, Everton away this year have been so poor. So that also played into it. They're not only they're playing a super team, but they've been so poor. So you, I think you can only every, you can only be drawn to the fact that that was the only way Everton could get anything out of the game. 
to be really difficult, mm. to be abrasive, to, to get into Liverpool's face for 60 or 70 minutes and see. Uh, and yeah. see. And that's a, it's a classic, going back to Burnley over the years, it's a classic low struggling team strategy at Anfield. You come on the back of not playing so well, you try and be conservative, you try and hit them on the counter. Do you, do, you, do you think this will be a bit of a blueprint for Villarreal? I mean, obviously they've got more technical players and a better team, but they'll be looking at the derby. Okay, it's a different game, but they'll be looking at it and, and potentially at Anfield tomorrow thinking about that, won't they? It's always so strange when they see, see teams play when they play against Liverpool. Sometimes that happens with the European teams. They set up really adventurous and that plays into Liverpool's hands so, so much. It plays into their strengths. But when you look at the teams that play a bit more of a defensive strategy, it, it has proven this year and, and years that have gone by with this team that you can stifle Liverpool by playing that low block. So it's yeah. an effective strategy. I would, I would expect Villarreal not to have the same approach as Everton, but to be, be, be similar. I know, I know you probably wanted to talk about Villarreal, James, but I just thought that I was just trying to think about the significance of, of, of the Everton game and whether you know teams looking at that will, will use that as a bit of a, uh, a kind of a blueprint. But I, I mean, it's something that they're not aware. It's something that they're obviously aware of because. Because other teams have done it as well, so it's not like in playing really low block against Liverpool, but it's just interesting to see how kind of they did it in that first half, isn't it? Yeah, and and the, and the thing is though, Fran, it's it's tactics on a knife edge, isn't it? Because as soon as you concede one goal, the game plan goes out the window. I mean, historically, that's always been the position with with very negative low block tactics that you have yeah. to come out once you concede and inevitably against the top side playing away from home, you will concede. So uh, maybe it was a fair to complete that we were going to score at some point, um, albeit we didn't play at all well in the first half. But um, the only thing that irritated me <laughs> at the game was that the referee knew the situation. And from the first minute, Everton were wasting time, every opportunity taking, um, as much time as possible on throw-ins. The goalkeeper was obviously moving the kickoff to the other side of the pitch where the ball went out. Every time there was um, a, an opportunity to talk to the referee, one of the Everton players was in their ear just having a conversation about an incident that had gone by and all the, all the while the, 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 the clock's ticking down. There was also, you know, Ricardson feigning injury and Gordon diving I mean, I'm not saying I necessarily blame Everton for shithouse tactics, but um, <laughs> the referee the referee should have been on it. I mean, they're fighting for their lives, aren't they? I, I mean, I don't want to be too partisan about it. At the end of the day, they've got to survive. Um, but I, I, I don't think they can um, expect too much credit when they play in such a negative and cynical way um, and don't come away with anything. And at the end of the day, they are a Premier League team who've spent more, you know, more on their net spend over the last five or six years than Liverpool. So, I mean, I don't. Know. That, I mean, it? it left it left a sour taste in the mouth at half time, and you could just see, couldn't you, that it was there was a potential, notwithstanding what I've said, for a bit of smash and grab because, you know, you got players like Anthony Gordon, who for me, uh, Fran, is a brilliant player. I really like him. Um, as a player, I think he's very direct, he's quick, he's skillful, 
He's tenacious, but he's a diver. And I said that to Matt at the game before we started. Matt had not seen as much of him as I had. And I said, listen, good player, this lad, but he's a diver. You know, and what was yeah, it, 20-odd think- minutes in the game? And, and, he, and he dives in the box. I don't think that, to be honest, that he, he made Flash Gordon made a couple of... Um, uh-huh. A couple of... Uh, well, he was in a couple of situations where he, he was diving... And I think that's what didn't help later on the game for the penalty, to be honest, because yeah, I think you know when when you're at Anfield and and you're, the, you're playing for the away side and you go down a couple of times with you know diving, then and you get a booking as well. Yeah, the referee and the crowd are on your back. I, just, I think with him being a young lad, um, probably a bit of inexperience there, but yeah, I, I agree. I think he's um, unfortunately he's he's. He's looking like he's going to be a really good player. And he was a threat throughout the game. But um, it's, 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 it's slightly worrying, though, isn't it? Not for us, but for him. A very young player, English player, um, who just throws himself to the death. I, I mean, I'm not I saying, I'm not saying yeah. other players don't do it, but, I mean, it's surprising, you know, for a Liverpool player, Scouser, to be playing in that way. I mean, you don't, you don't normally see it from the, the local players. Um I don't know it's why modern, he does it's it. A modern theme. It's, it's a modern theme of the game now. It's, it's not just that as well. It's, I think we're looking too much into that. Not to dismiss your point, I just think it, it was a derby game. Everton are really struggling. What would we want? What would we want for Trent? You'd want someone to be, I'm not saying dive, but showing that commitment, trying to win the ball, trying to get stuck in. I just think at the end of the day, what we should be talking about here, not to dismiss you again, is that we should, the last three games... City, United, and Everton—it's been ridiculous to get to get the results that we've got. And oh yeah, the, in the position Absolutely. we are, it's, you know, it's we shouldn't we shouldn't dismiss that. And I know we want to go into the Champions League because you move, you keep going, you keep moving on, and next game and and all that. But end of the day, you know, I thought it was a really really tricky period for Liverpool, and as Andy rightly said, you know, the derby games because United is a derby game, and. Um, it's it's such it's potluck, you know. No matter how well you're playing, something can just happen in the game. You know what I liked about Everton? I've not seen this too many times over the years with Klopp, though. But as soon as he became aware that Everton, well, not that he was come, become aware of it, but around sixty or seventy minutes, he made that change. I know he's been there's a bit of a trend of him changing it, but he brought on Origi to provide a different threat. And he went to the 4 2 4, didn't he? So he was on 60, it was Andy. 60, yeah, 60. Yeah. It was just a bold, bold move because it's almost a middle finger to Everton saying, Look, you're not going to cause us any difficulty here. We're going to bombard you. And well, it's just I was, one of those. Well, I was saying to James that we, that we just didn't need the three midfielders, did we, James? No, that's did, why, did, did, that's why yeah. you can put an extra attacker on. And, and that's the thing that teams have got to realize that. If you're going to play low blow block against the Liverpool, when it gets to because we've done it before, when it gets 60 minutes, then we'll just put another striker on. But that's that's and, 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 and you know you know it's it's at their own at their own peril. But it's but it's good how we've got that. Yeah. We've got that four two four tactics or whatever. Putting an extra forward on, we've we've got that as a backup. It's as just a proven formula. It's, it's this ability now, Matt. We've not I've not seen it in previous years. I know it's a point often made now in the last couple of weeks. It's that ability to have that plan B, that change up. And this is yeah. why teams are so scared, lower teams, about the, the five subs next year. Because it's that ability just to transform the game. 
And there's been three or four instances now, James, of last couple of weeks where Liverpool just altered the game with the subs that they've yeah, got. Yeah, like, yeah. Real significant movements. Yeah. It's a good well, point, actually. It's actually really, really significant because... I remember like Firmino coming on a few times and changing the game and Henderson coming yeah, on. Yeah, and all, all sorts. And it's like, because you've got real quality on the bench now, because it's a like a world-class squad. I think in previous seasons, I think what you're trying to say, in previous seasons, we had like kind of like a world-class team type thing, didn't we? But yeah. now we've got a world-class world class squad. Yeah, we had a world-class 11 with maybe one or two as well. But now we've got a, like a world-class squad now. So when you've got a world class squad, it means that you've you can change it around and you can change players in the game, um, which which is going to change the complete complexion of the match. And it's so good to be able to have that in your in your armour, isn't it, James? No. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It, there's, 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 I want to come back to the penalty, to be honest, because um, I, I I just want to get your views on whether the the the, the, the Matip. Gordon coming together in the second half was a penalty because I think it's an interesting one. But um, there's two things here, really. I think the first thing you've got to remember is that Liverpool have got a full, fully fit squad. Um, and, and that touch wood, that's going to stay the way it is till the end of the season. Uh, that, that gives us that gives us options. Secondly, you've got the Diaz effect. I mean, Diaz has been a revelation for me. I mean, you can you can you can see his contribution, as I say, when he comes off the bench yesterday. I mean, that's that's given us something that we've never had before. Um, the other thing is you've got in Europe, and we'll probably see it tomorrow against Villarreal. We've got the you know the five subs rule in Europe because that allows us to make a triple change on sixty-five or whatever it is. Um, put us put some legs back into the midfield, some cutting edge into the attack. Um, but uh, Fran, I just want to start with you. Um, I, I, I don't want to be accused of being, you know, um, too subjective in our analysis of the match. I mean, Everton had a a very strong shout for a penalty in the second half when Matip and Gordon came together. Referee was close to it, had a look, maybe took his time a little bit, but 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 didn't give it. Hand on heart, was it a penalty for you? Uh, I think it's it's very very difficult at the time being at the game. Obviously, the angle that I had, I didn't think it was a, it was a penalty. Uh, Matip just stepped across and leans into Gordon. I don't think there's enough enough um, from where I was sat to to say that it was that it was a penalty. And he he falls over basically. Uh, I think if you look at it again, and we all watched it after the game, um, the, there's. From different angles, you can kind of see that it's a little bit clumsy from Matip, and yeah. and um, I think uh, Gordon says that he stands on his foot. Um, I just, as as I mentioned before, and I'm not not repeating myself, is that I just think the young lad didn't help himself throughout the game, and maybe Liverpool were a little bit fortunate at that stage um, to have, for nothing to have been given, but. On balance for me, it wasn't it wasn't enough to to warrant a penalty for me. I think it was I think soft, just I, think, I think it would have been a soft penalty. Yeah. I think, I, think the, well, I know I know a lot of the pundits disagree, don't they? I think it was a stone a stone. Carragher said it was a stone wall, didn't they? I think. Did he? Yeah. I, well, yeah. I think in the current in the current climate now, you you would expect that type of contact to result in a pen. So well, I don't know because it wasn't clear and obvious, was it, James? It wasn't. 
It wasn't a clear and obvious foul, you know, in my part. Well, that's, but that's, to in, that's to bring in VAR, isn't it? That's when you're talking about the referee looking at it as it happens. Mm -hmm. I think as soon as you make contact in that way, when the player is at that speed in the current climate, in the current game, it's likely to be a penalty. And that's why I think Everton was so surprised about, about it. Because if, if it was on the other end and let's say you know, Diaz, Jota, you know, pick out the whole cohort of strikers there, if they had that contact, you'd say, well, that was enough to put them off course. So I think, oh, James, I think disagree with Fran. I think it was, um, I think it was a pen. Yeah, I, 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 I think it was a pen too. Um, but I, I don't think it's um, an easy one for the referee. I think really that the point to take from it is that if that had been awarded by the on-field referee, VAR wouldn't have intervened. I think that's where the jeopardy comes in. You can have no complaints if that gets awarded. I mean, you might not necessarily agree with that. Um, as I noticed that Man City are, are beating Real Madrid 2-0 in the first leg of their uh, semi-final. But um, I, I, I think it's just... 2-1. Uh, 2-1 now. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice of uh, Karim. But updates, isn't it? It's like, we've got, it's, like, it's like this is a live pod now, isn't it? Yeah. You won't be able to be concentrating on the pod, not you, looking at uh, external events. You won't, guess, <laughs> you won't uh, guess who scored for Real Madrid. He's not really got that many goals this season for him or helped him so far in the Champions League. I've already referenced it, Fran. You're behind the times. So I've already said Karim I know, but it's, and Co. It's Sky Plus, isn't it? And that's what yeah. I'm getting the uh... Sky Plus. Listen, you know, let, let's hope that they just, you know, absolutely destroy each other and Liverpool get through and they've got anyway, no we, players we, left for the final. We've, we've just got to do our job against Villarreal because it's going to be a very, very tricky game, isn't it? I'm like Jordan Anderson have, there, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> but they have... They have sorry, uh, you, want to, you probably go on. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, carry on, carry on. No, but they had a they had a tough game at the weekend, didn't they? They had they had Valencia, uh, in the, the Valencia, yeah, Valencia in the cup, which went to penalties as well. So I'm going to put my James hat on now. James has this unrivaled confidence about Liverpool this year, which I've not shared all the time. Look, me and Real are going to be. A, it's a tricky fixture at home. Let's be honest. Most Liverpool fans are confident. That we're going to do well, and I'm going to win. But I'm going to win. But it's important that we what we need to have, James. We need to have that intensity, that you know, reading a lust, <laughs> lust, we're lust, the lust to score. You know, when you see Liverpool so frenetic and they're really bombarding the team, we need that type of atmosphere at the ground. We need that type of performance. It will be. It will be. The yeah, well, it's the, it's, the, it's the, I mean, uh, I don't know why I bothered writing an agenda tonight, but jumping around like frogs, but um, <laughs> it's going to be the last game, isn't it, at Anfield in the Champions League this season, so there's got to be a cauldron at Anfield. We've got to go for it. Um, I just want to come back, I just want to come back to the, to the match, though, because um before we before we touch on Villarreal, uh, I think Matt already said. I think that the the substitutions on sixty changed the game. That was my um, point on Matt. Well, well, maybe maybe you both said it, but it's, <laughs> it's hardly, you know it's hardly um, it's hardly um, kind of in depth analysis, genius analysis. <laughs> I, I think it's right to acknowledge that um, uh, Liverpool were heading in the right direction in that um, second half. 
they were much better from the off. Um, and although, this, you know, that I think it's the thing about the subs is that they come on and within a couple of minutes, there's a goal um, which feeds into that. And I think they definitely contribute. But um, first goal comes about really because of brilliant interplay between Div and um, and Salah, who gets the assist crossing over for Robbo. Um, I, I, I like the goal for, for for so many reasons. First of all, because of because of Dib's involvement, just having that ability to hold the ball up and make something happen in the box. But then um, Robbo getting on the end of it rather sort of reminded me of the of the third goal against United in midweek, where he kind of intercepted the ball in his own half and and drove forwards and set up the you know, the, the, the ball that was eventually crossed by Diaz Tamane for the third. It was just sort of that sense of him taking responsibility for what was going on because it was a bit of a malaise at that time. And that's what we need now in, in these sort of massive games uh, at the end of the season where there's going to be fine margins. You need your, your, your captains like Robbo, uh, Virgil, you know, Fabinho, all these, all these big characters to stand up and try to make the difference in in the games, but uh, Matt, I mean, what, what, what do you say about uh, Divock Origi? I mean, he's been in the wilderness, but always in our hearts and uh, comes on, makes an instant impact uh, involved in the first goal, finishes off the second goal. I mean, it's just, it's incredible record as well against Everton. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a real cult figure, isn't he? He's like, a, he's like the Furcliffe. He's like the modern Furcliffe, isn't he? Um, yeah. he's, he's just amazing I think yeah he just he loves playing against Everton doesn't he he's got um, he's a good finisher he's quick but I think it's just his mentality as well I mean he, he loves the club uh, um, and the fans love him but the fact that he's he's been able to tolerate being kind of a substitute for so many seasons now and being fifth sixth choice choice forward and then coming on and making basically a super sub. It's it's, it's just tremendous, isn't it? To, to be able to have have someone like a, a Rigi in your in your in your squad, and he'll be forever he'll be forever remembered by Liverpool fans when he does leave because he's created so many so many great great moments. And you you, you don't know you, you don't know what sort of role I think. We don't know what role that he'll have now towards the end of the season. He, you know, he may have another goal, a key goal in his locker for us. But uh, yeah, he's just a bit of a he's a he's a bit of a cult hero, isn't he? It's unusual, not unusual, but given that he's been out out of the team for so long, when he comes on, there seems to be any like ring rust at all. You know, these touches are always <laughs> you sometimes see Marne and Salah bounce off them. When Dib yeah. comes on. It's just the way he's sort of moved. He's quite maybe calm, it's, isn't he? Maybe it's by, like a very calm guy. Maybe it's by accident. Comes in, yeah. Maybe it's by accident, but he just it seems to stick to his foot in those types of areas. And everyone seems to compliment him on Sturridge was giving an interview about the box saying he's so, you know, so good in the in the box, finishing second to none. It's just that calmness, and that was evidence, James, from the first goal. You know, just that little touch to Salah. It's just that calmness. And sorry, can you say something? No, no, it's spot on, spot on. I think what also helps is the crowd as well. You know, we're all, everyone's always chanting. And pumps him up, doesn't it? Yeah, on. you know, we've we spoke about this before on many occasions, whether 
whatever song they sing it at Anfield. But I think for Div, every time he hears his song, I think he just pumps them up. I think he just gets this 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 confidence that when he comes on the pitch, that there's going to be an opportunity, and especially for his goal. You know what a spectacular sort of overhead kick by Diaz, and it was yeah. just like four yards out, and the ball just lands perfectly. It was like it was written in the stars for him to just to just be there and score against Everton again. And he he, yeah. he should he really has, as, as Matt said, he's brought so many unbelievable moments that he, he's just he's a hero at Liverpool. And yeah. this might be this might be putting it a bit too high, but it just seems like to me I'm getting too excited by Debock coming out and scoring. It seems like to me he just he seems to evidence what the the clock team character mentality is, as Fran said before. Maybe maybe Matt, but, you know, not having much of an involvement, but yet coming on when he's called upon and makes a difference for the team. Yeah, it's one of the miracles, isn't it? Yeah, the clock, he's, right, he's not like right. overly arrogant. He's not making issues in the press about not playing. He just gets on with his business. Loves the you know, adulation from the fans. Buys into the team ethos. It just seems to me, you no, know, his just his commitment, his attitude. Seems seem to evidence widely, more widely, the Klopp Absolutely. mentality about team all being a collaborative, collective effort to go towards one goal. That's probably the highest praise and give Devo. Yeah. It, 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 just as a just as a postscript on on Origi, um, there have been times when he's he's been involved and come off the bench and looked a bit ineffectual. Um, but I think that's the interesting thing this season, whenever he's played or he's come off the bench, I mean, this weekend being a perfect example, he's actually been really sharp and being on his A game. Um, and, it, it, you know, it, it, it's not just sort of romanticism and nostalgia that makes me feel a little bit sad that he's leaving um, because he is happy to play, you know, whatever it is, sixth fiddle in this Liverpool side. And if he can come on and make a difference, hopefully he can do that this season. Um, hopefully as a, as, a, as a sort of election to finish off a team rather than in desperation, then that will be really, really positive. But I think, you know, Liverpool this week have shown that they've got so many different things in their locker now. Um, we've got threats all over the pitch. Um, and as, as Fran said earlier about, Possession-wise, Thiago's you know played very well again on the weekend. I thought, and we're going to need him against Villarreal on um, well tomorrow night. It is now. Um, just quickly before we finish off, guys, um, and we've touched upon it. Is everyone everyone confident about picking up a a win against Villarreal? I mean, they've they're not a team to be underestimated as semi-finalists who've knocked out Bayern Munich. And with that manager in charge, I mean, he's a details man and he's an absolute expert in cup competitions. So it's, you know, it's not going to be an easy one, is it? I don't think anyone, no, I think you're right. No one, no one expects it to be an easy one. I think on balance, we're all a little bit more hopeful, let's just say, because at one stage, you know, we thought we were going to have Bayern Munich if if we were fortunate enough to get through. So now that yeah. we haven't got um, Munich, you know, we're, we're, we're no one's under the illusion that we're not facing a really good manager, as you rightly said, in cup, cup competitions. Got a great record, hasn't he? Just glad it's the it's not the Europa 
Yeah. Europa, Europa League. Yeah. Uh, we really would be screwed then if we were playing. We would him. be screwed with his record <laughs> in that. But yeah. I think on balance, we're saying all the right things. You listen to Hendo, you listen to Klopp. You don't listen so much to what Andy says, but no, no, we're joking. <laughs> but, you know, everyone's saying that we, we're not to underestimate, underestimate him and kind of, you know, we, sh- we need to play our game. It's a massive game because we can take the pressure off ourselves if we get a, a really positive result tomorrow Yeah, with, with, yeah. with the, the massive games, don't know what the think, with the massive games coming up, if we were to get a, a really strong performance and a couple of goals tomorrow, then it would really, really help, wouldn't it? Yeah, i put my cards on the table, be, be short and uh, sweet, unlike Grant's comments there. I think 2-0 Liverpool. Yeah, I fancy for 2-0, Matt. Yeah, I fancy. Yeah, yeah, I fancy... Uh, yeah, I fancy maybe a two or three nil win. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Make, sh- make sure yeah, yeah. Matt and Fran, you've got your scarves for the game tomorrow night. Make, yeah, make sure we'll there's uh, you've got um, you've got as much red on as possible. I'm just Taking just one. To... I'm just slightly worried that I might not be able to go for a whiz at half time. You know, with, with the Everton fans taking out all the toilets and TVs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was disgraceful. That wasn't it. I mean, um, they're under they're under a lot of pressure, aren't they? But the way some of their fans behaved on the weekend was disgraceful. Various things on social media, but that's a problem for them now that they're in the relegation zone. Guys, thanks very much for joining me. Got an absolutely massive match tomorrow night, semi final of the Champions League, an opportunity to get to Gay Paris for the final next month. Let's hope the team play well and, um, you know, up the quadruple chasing Reds. You've been listening to Brothers Red, an LFC fan podcast. Your host was James Cullen. Contributors were Matthew, Francis, Patrick and Andrew Cullen. Music and production by Helen Lyon. The best word I can say when I describe this was... Boom. <laughs>